I know that uh, brought honor to the Lord, and we appreciate you taking part. If you brought your Bibles, we're going to look at Philippians chapter 2, and then Romans chapter 10. Philippians chapter 2, and Romans chapter 10, a familiar passage of Scripture in both. And I want to share with you this morning about a very important doctrine of the Christian faith. I want to share with you about the importance of the Lordship of Jesus Christ in a sermon that I've just entitled, Confessing Christ as Lord. Brother Terry, we were talking about the service, and I said, well, I'm going to be probably preaching about heaven. I, I just felt led to preach about heaven, and I'm feeling led to preach also about the rapture and and maybe we can sing about the rapture when God takes the church away. And, and then uh, we kind of settled on one of those two. And then this uh, late last night, too late to call Terry, uh, I, the Lord led me in the direction of the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And so if you would, let's look at Philippians chapter 2. And I'll read and then we'll come back and make some observations and as we look at confessing Christ as Lord. Chapter 2 of Philippians, verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which, also, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and he took upon the form of a servant, and he was made in the likeness of men. And being found in the fashion as a man, he humbled himself. And he became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God hath, high, hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus... Every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. The word Lord is a very important word in Christianity. The word kuros in the Greek is very important. Kuros, Lord. And it's important for one reason, because you cannot be saved unless you submit to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Let me say that again. One cannot be saved unless he submits or she submits to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. I would say this is a very important doctrine. There are two lessons in Philippians and Romans chapter 10 that we want to look at this morning. The first is the exaltation of Jesus as Lord. And then in Romans we'll look at the declaration of Jesus as Lord by man. The Bible teaches that Jesus was equal with God from the very beginning. In John 1 verse 1 the Bible says, In the beginning was the Word, Jesus, and the Word, Jesus, was with God and the Word was God. Verse 14 in John 1, 1 says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among men. 
So we need to understand that Jesus was equal with God from the very beginning. He was equal with God in his power. Equal with God in authority. Equal with God in divineness. Understand that he was equal with God uh, in oneness. Jesus said in John 10 verse 30, I and the Father are one. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Jesus was equal with God in power, demonstrated by creation. He said, all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. He was equal with God in his authority. He was equal with God in his uh, divineness. God the Father, God the Son. God the Holy Spirit. And Jesus, through this divine plan of the Father, was exalted by God. He was lifted above everyone else, every other being. His exalt, he, he being exalted there in chapter 2, verse 7. Notice what he says. He said that he, in verse 7 says, he made himself of no reputation. He took upon him the form of a servant. He was divine by right. It was not robbery for him to be equal with God. He was divine by right. He was made by an act. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. And so he was, he was God-man. He was, he was perfect God. He was perfect man. Verse 7, look at verse 7. The B part of that verse says that... He, he took upon himself the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of man. He, he was like God and he became like man. Likenesses, he had fingers and toes and, and he had a feet and a facial hair and a facial expression and he had all these external appearances. He was God, but he took upon the likeness made in the likeness of man. And verse 8 says that he humbled himself. Now, how did he humble himself? It wasn't that he was born in a manger or in a stable. He humbled himself, not because he was a carpenter's son. He was poor, and, and he, he, didn't, uh, you know, he didn't have all that much. But notice what he says in verse 8. He humbled himself. He was found in the fashion as a man. He humbled himself, and he became obedient unto death, even the death of a cross. So he humbled himself. And his humiliation would, was that he would die on a cross. He would die a terrible death on the cross. You see, the Bible says the wages of sin is death. And so the sinless Son of God died for sin. He died for your sin. He died for my sin. And because of what Jesus did on the cross, look at verse 9. Wherefore, he humbled himself, he became obedient unto death, even the death of a cross. Wherefore, God hath also, or also hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name. So he gave him a name to exalt him. Now, he gave him a name, the Bible says, above every name. That name's not Jesus, because that was given to him at his birth. If you remember Matthew one twenty one. Thou shalt have a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. 
for he shall save his people from their sins. But verse 11 says he was given another name, that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, kuros, one who has all power and authority and control. Matthew 25, verse 18, Jesus said, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Kuros, one who has all power and authority and control. Matthew, uh, Acts chapter 2, verse 36, Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus whom you have crucified, both Lord and Christ. And so he was given a name above all names. Lord. My friend, listen. God has exalted him and has made him Lord of Lord and King of Kings. And the person who is without Christ, the person who is lost, the person who is an unbeliever, is the person who refuses to submit to the Lordship of Jesus Christ over their life. Now, you have the exaltation of Jesus Christ as Lord. Now remember, I started the sermon and I said, this is very important doctrine because confessing Christ as Lord is very important because the only way you'll ever go to heaven is confess Jesus Christ as your Lord. And so you have first, you have the exaltation of Jesus by God as Lord. See, now we're going to look at the... Um, Look at the second part, the declaration of Jesus as Lord by man. So if you would, look at Romans chapter 10. We saw, we've seen how God has exalted him. And now we're going to see uh, in, in Romans chapter 10, uh, verse 8, how man declares that Jesus is Lord. But what saith it, verse 8, The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Look at verse 9. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth... Confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Now notice, remember, one cannot be saved unless he submits to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Now, there's been an old school of thought. I was brought up this way to believe. That is that you could receive Christ as your Savior and not receive Him as your Lord. Ever heard that? Have you ever heard an invitation that I gave years and years and years ago? Probably 38 years ago. You've received Christ as your Savior. Why don't you come and make Him your Lord? Well, let me tell you something. God spoke to me several years ago after that. He said, that's not right. He said, if God's not your Lord, he's not your Savior. See? You don't make Christ Lord. He's already been declared Lord. Philippians chapter 2. He's been given a name above every other name. It's not Jesus, but it's the Lord. 
And one day, every knee's going to bow and every tongue's going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, Kuros, who has all power and authority and control to the glory of the Father. And so what we're to do is we're to receive him as our Lord, who has all power and authority and control over our life, and as our Savior, who forgives us and saves us from our sins and has given us a home in heaven. Now, very important. Some believe that you can make Jesus your Savior and later make him your Lord. But if Jesus is not your Lord, he's not your Savior. Look at verse chapter 10, Romans verse 9. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Now, Revised Standard Version says this, If you confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord. The American Standard Version says, If you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord. The Living Bible paraphrase says it this way, and although it's a paraphrase, I really like what it says. If you tell others with your own mouth that Jesus is your Lord, And believe in your heart that, Christ, that God raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth. With the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So God has exalted Jesus, has declared him Lord. No one can be saved till they confess the lordship of Christ in their own life, over their own life, as one having all power and authority and control. Remember the thief on the cross? He confessed him as Lord. One riled, uh, riled against Christ. And one thief looked at the thief riling and cursing and said, why do you speak that way to him? He hasn't done anything amiss. And then the thief turned to God and said, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he said, today thou shalt be with me in paradise. Confessed him as Lord. One having all power and authority and control over his life. Look at Romans chapter 10, verse 10. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Confessing what? Confessing that Jesus Christ is Lord of my life. That he has all power and authority and control over my life. Now folks, if, if Jesus is not your Lord this morning who has all power and authority and control over your life, you're either backslidden as a Christian or you're lost without Jesus Christ. If you're your own boss, doing your own thing, going your own way, making your own decision, having your own power over your own life, could care less about God, Jesus, or anything else, you are lost or you're backslidden. He's either your Lord and Savior, or He's not your Savior. He's your Lord. He has all power and authority and control. He has the power to forgive you your sins. He has the authority over the devil. He has the authority over hell and the grave to reach down and to snatch you out of, out of a devil's hell. He has that power. He has that authority. He has that control. 
He's Lord. And we either submit to His Lordship in this life, or we bow a knee and confess Him as Lord when this life is over with. Philippians chapter 2. Now, Lordship of Jesus Christ, very important. Now, how do you recognize Jesus Christ as Lord? Well, there's two ways. Let me share these with you real quick. Number one, a person publicly confesses him as Lord. To be in control of his life. To have power over his life. Comes to a point that he gives Jesus control of his life. He's willing to tell the world, Christ has control of my life. I go where he wants me to go. I do what he wants me to do. I say what he wants me to say. It's real simple. I don't have a problem with profanity because I try to say what he wants me to say. I don't have the problem of, of doing some things that would be unchristlike because I'm trying to do what he wants me to do. Do I fail? Sure, I fail. And I have to ask him to forgive me from time to time. But I, I wake up every day trying to submit myself to his lordship of my life. The Bible says in Matthew 10, 32, Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men. Confess means to plead my case. Whosoever shall confess me before men, him will I confess, publicly confess, also before my Father which is in heaven. One recognizes the Lordship in his life by publicly confessing Jesus Christ as Lord of his life. You walk down a church aisle. You're demonstrating Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of my life. He has all power, authority, and control. I've submitted myself to him. He's my Lord and my Savior. Matthew 7, verse 21. Not everyone that says, Lord, Lord... You see, talk is real cheap. Not everyone that says, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Kuros, kuros. Not everyone that says, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of the Father which is in heaven. Must be exemplified in our life by doing the Father's will. That's how you express the Lordship of Christ. What's the Lord's will for you attending church this morning? Be here. That's his will. To be here. Some people get up and say, well, you know, I've had a rough night, you know, and I'm kind of tired, and I hadn't really had a day off in so many days. And Sunday is the only day I get to spend with my family. You think that's the Lord's will for your life? Bible study, Sunday school, tithing. The Bible says for us to bring our tithe into the storehouse. Well, there's more people down there and they'll never miss my little tithe. It's not about people missing it. It's not about the church missing it. It's not even about God missing it. It's about being obedient to God, being submissive to his will. You think that's God's will for your life, to disobey that? Relationship problems? What's God's relationship for you? What's God's purpose for your relationship with a husband and wife right now? Or for marriage or whatever? 
Luke 6, verse 46, Jesus says, Why call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things that I say? 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20, What? Know you not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you are of God, and you're not your own. You're bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and your spirit, which is the Lord's, by the way. My friend, first you have the exaltation of Jesus. Second, you have the declaration of Jesus as Lord by man, by public profession, and then by living under the Lordship of Christ. And remember, no one can be saved unless he submits to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. No one. And there are some today who reject the Lordship of Christ doctrine. And it's real simple. They don't want to live under the Lordship of Christ. Let me give you some stats. The word Lord is mentioned 618 times in the New Testament. The word Christ is mentioned 543 times. He's referred to as Lord 618. He's referred to Jesus, referred to as Christ, 543. He's referred to as the Son of Man, 84. He's referred to as a teacher, 42. He's referred to as the Son of God, 37. He's referred to as the Savior, 15 times. He's referred to as Lord, 618 times. Where's the emphasis in God's Word? Savior or Lord? Lord. Two-thirds of the book, in the New Testament, 18 books have no mention of Jesus as Savior. Two of the four Gospels do not mention Jesus as Savior. No scripture speaks of, of receiving Jesus as Savior, but we are to receive him as Lord. Colossians. Turn over to the book of Colossians. Cal, can you pull that up? Or I'm sorry, Miss Chris. Colossians. Let's look at Colossians just for a moment. And close out with Colossians. Be Colossians. Make sure I have the right number. Colossians 2 verse 6. Colossians 2 verse 6. Notice what he says. Colossians 2 verse 6. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord. So walk in him. Now let me ask you a question. Remember, no person will go to heaven unless they submit to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Have you received Jesus Christ, the Lord, in your life? Have you submitted to the Lordship of Jesus Christ? Does he have all power and authority and control in your life? You doing what he wants you to do, going where he wants you to go? Saying what he wants you to say. I don't have a problem. You know, I'm not, I'm not all carried away with tunica. I know that's, what, that's not where the Lord wants me. And if I'm going to please the Lord, I stay away from places like that. And I have friends that go there. But if I, want to, if I want to live under the Lordship of Christ, I can go there. I don't have a problem drinking alcohol because if I'm going to live under the Lordship of Christ, I know I've got to keep that stuff out of my system. See, it's about submitting to the Lord. Remember the little WWJD bracelets? What would Jesus do? 
Or what would Jesus have you to do? Have you submitted to the Lordship of Christ in your life in regards to fellowship and studying God's Word and enrolling in Bible fellowship, Sunday school, and coming to the Lord's house and serving the Lord? What's His will in all of that? Have you been submissive to all of that? Can you honestly say, He's my Lord and Savior? If He's not your Lord, He's not your Savior. Thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in thine heart that Christ has, that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made to salvation. Confessing what? Jesus Christ is my Lord. It's important. I did something years ago. I think it'd be good to do it today. Some of you may remember this. It's real easy to say, I confess that Jesus Christ is my Lord. Let's do that as a group. Would you be willing to do that? Repeat with me. I confess that Jesus Christ is my Lord. See how simple that is? Now the difficult part comes it's when you confess that no one else does. And so would you be willing this morning while I pray for you? And if you physically can't stand, I understand. But would you just raise your hand and say, I confess that Jesus Christ is my Lord. Would you do that? And just like popcorn, would you stand and sit back down and other people will be talking at the same time? Would you do that? Anybody? Just stand and say, I confess that Jesus Christ is my Lord and sit back down. Anybody do that? And others just, just do it all together. That's fine. Now, you see, we, we can all do it as a group, but it just means so much more when we do it individually. This morning, you may be here and, and you honestly can't say Jesus Christ is your Lord. I pray today that you'll be willing to come to Christ. And would you just be willing to come today during this invitation hymn and say, Brother Samuel, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want him to be my Lord and my Savior. You'd be willing to do that? I won't embarrass you. And after everybody leaves, we'll talk. But let me, let me share with you what the Bible says. You must confess him here as your Lord, or you'll confess him later as Lord. And so I pray that you'll confess him here and receive him as your Lord, and because of that, your Savior. Father, thank you for a time that we've had together this morning. And now for this invitation time, I pray for every person here. And I pray for those who have never trusted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of their life, that they would come today. And Father, submit to your Lordship for their life. Lord, you've got a purpose for their life. You've got a plan for their life. And, 
and you're just going to guide them through this old world and you're going to put them right where you want them. But Father, you have to have the power to do that over their life. And if they resist that, they'll end this life with a mess. But you've got something great in store for them. And I pray they'll come. There may be Christians here today, Father, who've gotten off track. They just need to come today and, and spend some time in prayer and ask you to forgive them and say, get back in what you would have them to do as your child. Thank you for what you're going to do today. Be with other decisions that will be made as, as we seek to do your will in our life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Tears going to lead us.